Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Watchdogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. I don't know where you are in the country. If you're on the West Coast, good morning. If you're on the East Coast, good afternoon. And if you're in the Southeast, hunker down. We're getting ready to take another one. Uh, this is Keith Shoemaker. I am talking to you live from the Watch Dogs Radio studios in Atlanta, Georgia. We are about to take another snowstorm, and I know you folks up north and uh, in the north Midwest are probably laughing at us. And uh, we've uh, we've got all of our bread, milk, and eggs, and, uh, and we're ready to take this thing on. So we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully we'll do a little bit better than we did uh, this time a couple of weeks ago. Well, uh, it has been another great week in the Watch Dogs program. I am waiting for my co-host to join us here, Chris Dannenauer, out at the Mothership in Springdale. And uh, we have a couple of things going on. And, uh, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, I had the chance uh, this past week to put on my own Donuts with Dad uh, at uh, the middle school where my older daughter goes to school. Had a lot of fun with that. Had a great turnout. And it was just exactly like we normally see it. Uh, the guys came out. We had a great time. We had some, some uh, morning, uh, some morning fellowships, some networking, and we had a really, really good time. So I see my partner in crime has joined us, Chris Meister. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, sir. How are things in Atlanta? I hear you might be getting some, uh, some wintery mix down there. Well, I tell you what, uh, hopefully we learned our lesson here a couple of weeks ago, but uh, right now it's, uh, it's dry, it's a little chilly. I'm hoping that the weather, that the uh, temperature doesn't drop below 32 uh, sometime before tomorrow. We're supposed to uh, start getting some flakes uh, this afternoon. We'll see what happens. I know you've probably uh, had your fill of it by now, haven't you? Oh, we have, and, and luckily uh, for us, we were supposed to get about four to six more inches uh, today and, and, and tomorrow morning, and, and luckily that is going south of us, just about like 45, 40 miles south of us, so it's just going to miss us. And uh, the area north of us got about got some snow too, so uh, luckily this time we dodged it and uh, should be uh, nice sunny conditions uh, over the next few days. Uh, especially Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But as far as the ice and snow, we're gonna we're gonna miss it uh, tonight and tomorrow. Okay. So really, what you're saying is the Watchdog National Office is open for business. You can call and uh, make your orders, get everything set up. If you haven't had your donuts with Dad yet, uh, you can get all your stuff together. Is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah. Hey, you read my read my <laughs> mind perfectly. Yes, that is correct. Well, well, good. Well, uh, Chris, I wanted to. Um, Talk about you know we had our uh, donuts with dad at uh, at Pickett's Mill Elementary where I still am uh, very involved. Uh, had a great uh, successful event here a couple of uh, well what la- uh, Tuesday before last where 
Uh, we had the uh, donuts with Dad in the morning, and then we had the, uh, the the snow catastrophe in the afternoon. So it was a pretty uh, pretty event-filled day. I'd like to say that the kids liked it, liked the donuts with Dad so much that they just went ahead and spent the night. But uh, that's not exactly the way it played out. But um, the other, I, I had uh, our donuts with Dad at my daughter's middle school uh, this past Friday. And, and once again, just what you expect, um, the guys came out. We had had a great time in the morning. And uh, and it's just that's the way it goes. And, and we're very fortunate to uh, to say that. So, um, Chris, I wanted to uh, bring on uh, my guest uh, for today. And I'm going to uh, take a little bit of time to uh, introduce a very, very good friend of mine uh, who I really think the world of. And, and I can tell you, Chris, this is the person that gave me the opportunity to get involved with watchdogs. To uh, that, that had the vision to see what watchdogs could be in a local school. At the time, she was principal at our local school where uh, both of my daughters were going at the time, and more importantly than that, she was my wife's boss. So I really had to um, make sure that uh, that I kept her happy in any way that I could. But uh, but Sheila Chesser has uh, retired after uh, a, a very very. Uh, significant and, and what I believe a rewarding career in education and retired as a principal uh, here two years ago in the Cobb County school system and has gone on to uh, work for uh, the Franklin Covey organization. And, and when I bring her on here in a minute, I, I, I want to um, get her to explain uh, a lot of that. But, uh, but Chris, I want to tell you, I don't know, I don't think you've met Sheila, but I know you've talked to her on the phone a couple of times. Um, one, of the, one of my heroes, I speak about her every time I train on the program. Uh, I absolutely think the world of this woman. I'd like to welcome to Watch Dogs Radio, Sheila Chester. Sheila, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Keith. Thank you for having me. Well, well, Sheila, welcome to the uh, radio show, and uh, hey, thank you for uh, listening to Keith and, and not kicking him out of your office uh, uh, when, when he was probably to bring watchdogs <laughs> onto your school, because uh, he, he had a direct line into my office, and he, he was calling every, about once a week there for a while, but I have come to uh, get to know Keith uh, quite a bit over the past, uh, I guess, four or five years, and really enjoyed uh getting to know him, and so thank you so much for bringing watchdogs there to pick its mill. Well, I, Keith is the one that's to, to thank because um, I was not familiar with the program, but I certainly was willing to learn about it, and I can't think of too many other things that were more rewarding to bring into a school to uh, make a difference in the life of a child than the watchdogs program, so it's me that should thank him, but... Well, well, uh, the reason that I wanted to talk to you today um, was when we opened, and, and I say we, I'm, I'm being generous to myself here, but when we opened Pickett's Mill, you had a vision, and the vision that you had was to create an atmosphere where the children and the students at Pickett's Mill learned to be leaders, to be leaders in their community, to be leaders in their class, to be leaders among each other, and that program that that you have such a passion for uh, is the leader in me program and um if you would i i know we've had a big announcement um at pickett's mill uh, and i want to get to that in just a second but if you kind of give our listeners uh an idea of what uh how you became involved in, in the leader in me and and what is what if, if, what is it that is so fascinating about the program i'd be happy to do that 
Um, when I was named to be the principal of Pickett's Mill Elementary School, um, I knew that I had a tremendous job ahead of me, and it was one of those things, uh, be careful what you wish for because it might just come true, and then you have the responsibility for taking that on. And, of course, at the time I was I was still the principal at a very large elementary school that was um, also near and dear to our hearts. That was Lewis Elementary. And at that time we had over 1,100 students and I had over 100 employees. It was the spring of the year. I was doing evaluations and at the same time making plans to open a brand-new school, hiring staff, doing interviews, making decisions about the the building and the furniture and the equipment, and it was just a lot. And at that time, I knew that I needed to get myself organized, and I had previously had some training in the seven habits of highly effective people. So I took a refresher course that was done through our school district staff development, and it was taught by a colleague of mine, Mary Kay Widener. And during the taking of that course, Um, It was really strange because we stay so busy in a school office, we don't even get to talk to one another. But on the first night of class, I walked in, and my school secretary, Brenda Cole, was sitting in the class. And I said, Brenda, I had no idea you signed up for this class. She, She laughed. She said, I had no idea you did either. But it was wonderful because I had intended to take her with me to be the secretary opening the new school. So we learned together about how to begin with the end in mind, which was very, very important. What did I want to create in the school for children? Um, Put first things first, how to manage my personal life and how to um, balance it and, and make good decisions for the school. So we reviewed the seven habits, and during that course, we found out that there was a school in Raleigh, North Carolina by the name of A.B. Combs that had started um, teaching the seven habits to children. And through the teaching of the seven habits, developing leadership skills in their children, where their children took ownership of their learning and they took ownership of their behavior and they took ownership of planning events within the school. It sounded like something I really, really wanted to learn more about. So I was given the opportunity to then um, travel to Decatur, Alabama, where some of the schools were um, adopting this. It's not really a program, but it's very hard for us to say this to describe it without using the word program, but it's Mm -hmm. really a belief system and an operating system. And because it's a belief system and an operating system, it influences everything that you do within your school. And so you start from the inside out, and you start with having the belief system that every child has unique talents and gifts, and every child needs to have it communicated to them about their worth and potential. And so we have a quote, Dr. Covey has a quote, that leadership is communicating so clearly to someone else their worth and potential that they are able to see that in themselves. 
And so I talked up front with my staff. I brought it back to the leadership team. We really did want something that would set us apart from our neighboring schools at the time. Mm-hmm. Some of our, our um, constituents, some of our stakeholders were not really excited about coming to a brand new school. They loved <laughs> the school where they were and they didn't want to change. So we wanted something that would set us apart and really make us special. And I got the buy-in from the staff right away. And so that very first year that we were in operation, we focused on us. We learned the seven habits. And um, because we knew them so well, then we were able to model them and to teach them to children. And then we began to use that seven habits language in our lessons and in our curriculum. And um, it became what we call at Franklin Covey ubiquitous. It was Mm -hmm. everywhere. It was all the time. And so it's, um, it's a climate and a culture that when you walk in the door, it's palatable. You can, you can see it. You can feel it. You can taste it. It's, um, it's just what we believe is great for children. It's a lot of hard work, but um, it certainly has paid off at Pickett's Mill. And can I say, or you, do you need to say, <laughs> that we were recently recognized as being a lighthouse school, which is a very elite Um, recognition there are only 64 schools in the world that have Mm -hmm. lighthouse status and so Pickett's Mill is number 64 and we're the second school in the state of Georgia to have that um, lighthouse status which means that we lead the way for others and um, Pickett's Mill will soon be having a leadership day where we invite others to come out and see leadership in action with our students. And, and again, um, we've been leading the way in the Cobb County school system. And as I retired, I was offered a position to be a part-time consultant. And now that is the work that I do and the passion that I bring to it as a practitioner. I think others recognize and appreciate. But um, there are about... Well, Sheila, let me let me interrupt you. Worldwide that are involved. Let me Go interrupt ahead. you for just a second. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna take a quick break here. Because I won't stop. Uh, that that was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here, and uh, we'll come when we come back. We're gonna talk a little bit more about what it means to be a lighthouse school, and uh, and I can tell you from my perspective as a parent, uh, and as the spouse of a um, uh, 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 teacher there. Uh, what it what it does and how it has changed us. So we'll be, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. Dog stands for Dad's a great student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. 
Okay, as we come back to Watch Dogs Radio, it is our rollback week. We are here on Monday rather than our normal Tuesday, and uh, hopefully those folks that will be tuning in uh, on Tuesday will find this program ready for them when they get there. If you would like to give us a call if you're listening live, if you'd like to talk to Sheila Chesser and ask some questions about the Franklin Covey Associate, uh, Organization, the uh, Leader in Me program, what it means to be a Leader in Me school, what it means to be a Lighthouse school, give us a call. Our call in line is 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728. And once again, we are with Sheila Chesser, who is a consultant with the Franklin Covey organization. Uh, Sheila, I've got to tell you that um, I had the opportunity. I've been on the, um, the Pickett's Mill Foundation board uh, since its organization. Uh, that, that second year that I was there, uh, the second year that the school was put together, we put, put together a foundation to support these beliefs and, and uh, to support uh, these things. And I think I may be the only, I'd, I'd have to think real hard about this, but I may be the only uh, charter member of the, the foundation that's still on the board. But, um, but to see what it has done for that school and to hear, to walk down the hallway and to hear the students using what's become known as the language. They, they know what it means to say, begin with the end in mind. They know what it means to say, um, uh, put first things first, um, and they even know what it means to say sharpen the saw, which is somebody from outside or doesn't, uh, isn't aware of what um, the seven steps are, uh, you know, might wonder what that is. You know, we don't have a, an industrial arts shop at Pickett's Mill. But um, <laughs> could, you, could you tell us a little bit more about um, what those uh, seven habits are? You know, we talk about the seven steps in Watchdogs, so I guess it's all around seven. But, um, mm-hmm. but the, the seven habits... And um, maybe a little bit more about what that lighthouse status means. Sure. Well, the seven habits are habit number one is be proactive. And for a child in child-friendly language, we say you're in charge. Um, you know, we, we teach children that, that they have choice. And you can be reactive or you can be proactive. And certainly we want them to be proactive. And so we, we really work on that. The first three habits, habit number two is begin with the end in mind, have a plan. Habit number three is put first things first, work first, and then play. Those first three habits, they focus on themselves, and it's all about improving themselves from within. And that's the same thing for the adults as well. That's the foundation piece, and really you have to – have your house in order before you can really begin to work with others in an effective way. So those first three habits start with the individual. And then habit four is think win-win, and habit number five is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And with children, we just very simply say, listen before you talk. Habit number six is synergize, and with them we say together is better. So those three habits are about working well with others. And um, once you have the confidence in yourself that you know how to be be proactive, you know to have a plan, and you have the integrity to execute your plan, then you can work well with others and think win-win, seek first to understand, synergize. The last habit is sharpen the saw. And for children, we say balance feels best. But for the adults, it's, it's all about not being so busy 
with life that you don't find the time to renew yourself, heart, mind, body, and soul. And so we talk about um, renewing um, mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially, emotionally. And that's a big thing that teachers are not very good at because they really <laughs> they work mm-hmm. for everybody else and they don't take care of themselves. So um, we constantly had to remind teachers to sharpen the saw. We don't really have to remind children to do that. They're a little better yeah. at that than we are. But once they really learn the seven habits, then um, you go into using those seven habits in your everyday life. As far as becoming a lighthouse school, um, <clears throat> there's nine criteria and there are several um, standards so to speak, under each of the criteria. And um, every school has to have a functioning lighthouse team. That's a, a smaller group of teacher leaders that plan the goals and the objectives for the year that um, you want to accomplish. And then they track that and they, they use data and all that kind of thing. Staff collaboration is the second criteria. Uh, family and community engagement is the third criteria, and you know we really shine in that area because of our affiliation with watchdogs and the community involvement that we get through watchdogs. The fourth criteria is a leadership environment, and that's really just about making sure that your school is attractive and that there are inspiring quotes and um, things around to remind children that you know, they want to have good character all the time and to show their leadership even when people are not looking. The mm-hmm. fifth criteria for a lighthouse school is um, leadership, instruction, and curriculum. The sixth one is student leadership. The seventh criteria involves leadership events, and that's why we have Leadership Day, and they have that coming up, I think, in two weeks. Um, It's about goal setting and tracking. Every single student has a notebook that they set both personal and academic goals, and then they track those goals, and they're able to conduct a student-led conference with their parents where they um, talk about how far they've come in uh, their academics and how they, you know, how they measure that. And then the ninth thing is, of course, measurable results. Mm-hmm. In today's world, we definitely have to produce. Oh, certainly. And so um, all of this, all of these Lighthouse criteria complement the work that schools are expected to do in the 21st century anyway. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not one more thing to do, but um, it is, it, it's a, when they had their Lighthouse school review, it was a little bit like an accreditation. Mm-hmm review or an accreditation visit. Um, I know they conducted interviews with students. They conducted interviews with parents, with teachers. They went into classrooms to observe, see if um, leadership was being infused into everything. And so it's a a prestigious um, title to be able to have. And I think under each of those nine criteria, when it all comes to um, when you look at it like from a checklist, I think there's like 145 criteria that they're expected to have in place. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, one of the fascinating things, I mean, the whole process has been fascinating to me, and I'll admit, I at, at first it was it was foreign to me, like it, it would be to just about anybody coming into it. I didn't quite understand what the push was, what what all it was, but as the program developed and. and we're talking about over six years. This isn't something that somebody just decided to to do today. This is something that's been developing over the past six years. And, and I got to tell you, when when I, I had the opportunity to sit in the um, the meeting when it was announced to the um, faculty, and uh, and I got to tell you, I mean, there was when making that status was huge. I mean, there were so many people that were choked up about that. I mean, it just it was an amazing thing to uh, to be able to to be there. And I wish I had been able to be there when it was announced to the students. I was uh, I wasn't available that day, but I would love to have been there to just see the look on your face when it was announced to the students. Uh, I'm sure it was it was great. Um, an interesting thing you you mentioned the student led conferences. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners, of course, are, are parents, uh, faculty, uh, PTA administrators, counselors um, that, that listen to our program. Uh, and, and it's amazing to see how the students are given such a leadership role in this school. The students make decisions. The, the, the Lighthouse team, the student Lighthouse team, uh, is actually the, the administration is going to them and saying, what do you want? How are we going to do this? And uh, um, I'm proud to say, you know, Mayanna is on the, uh, the, the Lighthouse team. And it's um, to go in and have the student lead your parent-teacher conference is, is really a, a, an amazing thing to see. To, um, to, you know, usually they're at home or they're sitting out in the hallway while you're discussing them and what they're doing. But as a leader, they need to know what's being said. So... Yes. They leave the conference, and it, and it was really fascinating to see how that played out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I love it because I really feel like that they did take ownership of their learning, and they know that they're responsible for um, getting those assignments done, and they understand the cause and effect relationship that goes together with earning a grade and and, you know, making sure that they do the work that's necessary in order to earn the grade that they want to have by the end of the nine weeks grading period or whatever. But, um, yes, that is what it is all about. Our children are capable of doing so many things if we just stand back and allow them to do it. Um, The poise that I saw develop over the years, and I think another great way that our Watchdog program helped developed that poise was that they were there on a daily basis for our children to practice the Mm -hmm. handshake and the looking in the eye, making eye contact and all of that sort of thing. Um, You know, my peers, when they would come and visit, they were just astounded (laughs) with the poise that our students had as public speakers and um, presenters and performers and all of that kind of thing. They know how to carry on a discussion with another adult, and Mm -hmm. they know how to greet people properly. And so we do think that it's a great way to train them and help them get ready for their future. Exactly. Go ahead, Chris. No, I I was going to say that that's that's so great. You know, uh, I I spent a difference in my own kids when we – empower them to to make decisions and, and empower them to to do you know 
things in the house or outside of the house or with certain chores or certain responsibilities given. But uh, as she said, you know, and Keith, you and I talked about this on various other topics. You know, like my kids are in ninth and eighth grade, and they're they're used to texting people versus calling them, and. Mm-hmm. and and so when we go out to eat, you know, we make sure our phones are down. And then I'll say, guys, you know, before the waiter gets here, make sure you look him in the eye when you order. You know, look him in the eye or when you shake someone's hand, look him in the eye when we're going out, whether they're at church or, or going to, to a relative's house or to a party, whatever. You know, I'm trying to, you know, teach me teach my kids those things, which mm-hmm. I thought they already should know, but to hear – you talk about these kids here at Pickett's Mill, you know, where the watchdogs are teaching these kids to shake hands and greet adults with yes, ma'am, yes, sir, you know, uh, those mannerisms. I think that's just wonderful. Chris, Chris, I hate to cut you off, but we're running out of time. Uh, Sheila, if you don't mind, if someone is interested in the Leader in Me program or would like to find out more about it, how would we go about doing this, web page, phone number, or, or whatever? Certainly. There is a web page. It's www.theleaderinme.org. And for schools, um, there's places there that they can find out more. Um, we're holding symposiums across the nation in various cities. I think the, the closest one that's coming up to us soon will be held in um, North Charleston, South Carolina, but they're going to be held in New York and Texas and all across the nation. So there's some symposium dates if people really want to go and attend and learn more. Um, that would be available. But again, www.bleederinme.org. There's also a well, book thank, by that same title you. written by Dr. Covey. So. Thank you, Sheila. We appreciate your time. And, of course, Sheila was my first guest on Watch Dogs Radio. So thank you so much for coming back and visiting with us again. Once again, if you want to find out about the Watch Dogs program, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs or give us a call, 888-540-DOGS. Join us next week. Thanks again for joining us.